Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 194 for July 31st, 2019. Are there 30 for 31 days in July? Yes, there are. Okay, good. Uh, my name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, are uh, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. I was going to come up with some like fun little adjectives like I did last year, uh, last week, but uh, drawing a blank. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, that was your cue. I fell asleep. <laughs> nice guy. Like, oh, that's my cue. Yeah. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, and here's a new one. Get your horn out. Uh, Darren Mattis. And of that course, because the best one. Yeah. that was the best one, but but lastly, and certainly not least, and because they pay us to do this, they're the last ones, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Ladies and gentlemen, um, money talks and everything else walks. If you know I'm, I'm open saying. for a bidding war for last place. Yeah. <laughs> well, because if you're not first, <clears throat> you know, you're last. Boy, I was high when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, you could be second, you could be third. Television Nights. <laughs> that was Bill's line. He missed it. Anyway. Yeah, that was your chance. I, you know, sometimes you guys are so good at what you do, I don't want to interfere. That has never been the case even once. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Now you see me, now you don't. The magic, magic man. man. Magic I gotta watch that again. It was so good. Uh, I'm Burgundy. That's one of those movies I could I could watch. Yeah, for sure. And like times. only like yeah. if you wanted to like 20 minutes of it, right? Starting from the middle. Right. Like who cares? You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be beginning to anywhere. It's like Airplane. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those movies you just turn it on anywhere and laugh. Yeah. Um, Bill Lutz, what would you say um, you're working on? I was working on saying too much. So. Uh, oh. I heard That's something an opening about I'm that. not going to take, but why don't you just tell us about your appearance on that other podcast. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Mr. Joel Crawford, he was busy at the uh, Tony Rulo Slip and Slide Extravaganza, which we hate all those people because they don't bother including us, but that's fine. Um, so he called me up, he says, hey, Bill. I'm like, yeah, Joel, what's up? He says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to need a special guest uh, substitute and you're the only guy that can fill my shoes and I says Joel you got it buddy whenever you need me I am there for you so I was a guest host on uh, the Laffy Izzy and uh, extravaganza maybe I said too much and we did we said too much it went on too long it was quite terrifying and I uh, I had to go see Karen afterwards wow you <laughs> drove all the way up to see Karen that's yeah. no joke yeah, it yeah. Was, it was it was a big Outside deal. Outside the bridge, yeah, it was yeah. a big deal. Actually, what Joel said was is that he tried everybody he knew, and nobody else <laughs> wanted to do it. So that was his last last choice. Yeah, well, oh, you were Lutz has a microphone. Yeah, you were in safety school. Very cool. Nice guy, yeah, Joel. That was fun though. It was uh, uh, good to hang out with Izzy and Mike for a while, and we talked about. Um, all kinds of wholesome things. You, uh, if anybody's ever listened to their podcast, you know wholesome 
describes it. So and that's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah, check it out. Listen to it. I would say uh, yeah, it doesn't get any better. It's probably their best one so far. I'm just okay. Let's take yeah. our foot off the gas with promoing another podcast. Let's let's simmer down with that. It, it was a good episode. Well, I, Enjoy. I, well, honestly, I, yeah. that was a mistake. What I was really trying to do is talk about myself. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that yeah. was wholesome. Means it's got some holes in it, right? That's. <laughs> Yeah, definitely the Swiss does. cheese. Isn't that how Lappy does it? Welcome, welcome, welcome to. Uh, maybe I said too much. The Swiss cheese of podcast because it's wholesome. I don't know. I don't. I don't listen. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> anyway, how about I get, you? I get how about you, Tim? What are you, what are you up to? Um, I am up to. Well, I'm making bases. Uh, making these two mini bases, which like are table are, bases are a lot of, or. Yeah. No, actually, bass guitars. Believe it oh. or not, um, I believe it. You know, it's just it's the direction my business has taken. If you guys want to find a replacement for me, I hear that Joel's available. <laughs> if you want to talk about something other than guitars, he, he's not. Oh, no, he's busy swim. He's yeah, busy yeah. slipping and sliding right now. So yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm making yeah. for a. I had made a um a little ukulele a few months back for a, a guy and he gave it to his his teenage daughter and she loves it which is really cool and then he asked me to make his his name is Bill and um not you the another Bill and then he asked me to make his son a bass um and uh we were kind of going back and forth he wanted to do he had some thematic ideas and stuff that we're working on and I decided to make two of them while I was at it because I thought it'd be kind of cool to add to my my show setup and stuff and I'm really digging them I think they're really interesting and the more as I'm, I'm making these instruments the uh, like you know at first I started I was making like wacky instruments like um like water skis and snow skis and the instruments and you know skateboards and and doing all this stuff and like leaving them as much like the original object as possible and then turning them in so they made music and then I decided I wanted to refine it and just take reclaim wood and start really making you know just like very standard traditional kind of guitars but now I'm really getting into these sort of oddball things like making different ex- shorter scales and ranges and and longer and and you know, and, and really alternate materials like the acrylic and aluminum base I made. I'm really getting into to doing more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, that's just that's what I'm going to be talking about. That's the direction my business is going. I'm making custom orders for people and growing that side. But I'm also making a table right now, which I mentioned last week, and that's almost done. It's you know pretty simple. It's just a pouring epoxy and letting it cure, and you know doing some welding for the legs, and you know making some some bigger sawdust piles with that too. So business yeah, as usual. It's, it's Fantastic. Funny, yeah, Izzy, this is how often he's listening to our podcast. He says, so you guys are like, you know, Tim makes guitars and you make fake guitars and Phil makes whiskey boxes still, right? I'm like, yeah, that's all we've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's not listening. What about you, Phil? Um, I, uh, what did I do this past week? Oh, I built a shed on the side of the house. I saw those pictures. Yeah, it looked that nice. turned out really nice. Yeah, it was cool. I like the angle. How they had that yeah. little angle to it. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. I did that and then How was your assistant? Uh, he was good. He was very good. Uh, turns out I'm now the coolest dad on the block is what he told his mom. Yep. And nice. anytime uh, I I have need of assistance, he's like dying to do it. Like I moved, I moved, he could only work with me for a couple of days. I moved ahead with a couple of other projects I wanted to do, and he was, like, really upset. Like, he wanted to be part of them. So, I guess mission Did you let him paint on the inside of the walls or the inside of the door? He painted the entire door that red color, both inside and outside, to seal oh. it. So, he got to do that part. Um, do you let I, him sign it? Uh, he can if he wants to, but I wasn't finished everything by the time he had to go, so I had to move ahead without him. But anytime oh. he wants to come back and sign it, he can. Uh, and I'll let him know. Give me his number. I'll let him know. 
I'm not going to give you an 11 year old boy's number. I mean, for safety's sake. Uh, and and <laughs> it's good. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Internationally, you right. know, across I mean, internet. I like you too a lot much. Of, a lot of laws. Too. Right. A lot of laws there that yeah. you got to deal with. Yeah. Right. And oh, and so I used. Um, I, I kind of cheaped out on the door. I figured I'd make it myself, and I got OSB like we were talking about before. But it's OSB plywood, so it's sheets of oriented strand board that are then staggered i guess sort of it makes it look like plywood if you look at it on edge but if you look directly at it it's osb so son of a gun it's a instead of 11 bucks a sheet for just like the plain old osb it's like 15 bucks a sheet i just felt like it would hold up better um how thick is it three quarter of an inch five eighths still only five eighths it was five eighths but then i reinforced it with basically uh it's pt decking um, so that right. I, I mean, cut the angles not, of it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not like a barn door. So, I mean, it's, no. it's going to be plenty strong. The way you, the, just from yeah. looking at it, it looks like it's beefy as heck. So, oh, it is. It was heavy. It was like yeah. real heavy. And and those deck boards I put on there with construction adhesive, you know, that comes out with a caulking gun. So, it's not going mm-hmm. nowhere's. Um, so that was, it was fun to build. It was really fun to build. And uh, uh, you're you're not going to like me for this one, but there was a beehive in there that I had to. I had to get rid of. There was a... Uh, you you a, relocated. That you relocated. You, I couldn't really. Because it was a bumble beehive. So it was really like... Why? Yeah, but you can't relocate those things. You just can't. And they don't produce honey well, anyway, so... Pro- professionals can. But you got to pay someone to do it, you know? Yeah, I know that kind of time. Or inclination, frankly. Yeah. I took the hose out. Yeah. And then I well, used vinegar. I used vinegar and really got rid of it. I'm just looking out for Tim. Sometimes honesty is not the best policy. You could you could have made up a really cool story about, hey Tim, by the way, there was a there's a bee's nest in there, and I called my friends over. He's a biologist, and you went to Yale, and and we relocated. And it was really interesting because while I was we we're out in the woods, and I found this log, and I milled that up to make the door. See, huh? Now I will never believe what you say ever again. And uh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Yeah, I guess and then so. and then when I was done, I was I, I went to give the door a satisfied slam close, and a unicorn stuck its head in there, and I decapitated it. Oh man! <laughs> and then I drove the body of the unicorn in my Toyota pickup truck, and I hit the guardrail. <laughs> yeah. And my wheel was stuck on the guard. Yeah. Oh, I remember that story. Yeah, you're the one yeah, who told yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it was you. Call back. Hey, speaking of speaking of wildlife, I had an exciting wildlife day. Okay. I pulled into my shop this morning, and there was a coyote out in the lawn, like kind of on the edge of the woods. And I was like, I was, I was like, is that a coyote? And I knew they were out there. You know, I've heard people talking about them. Maybe. There's been a, ro- a lot of them are here. And he ran in. He ran into the woods, and I was like, I was like, I think that was a coyote. And I was like, Nah, it was probably just a dog. And then he came back out and started walking towards me again. And I was like, That's a coyote. And I was like, fumbling to grab my phone. I was in the car, and I went to open the car door. Um, to, I was like trying to do it quietly so I could get on get a picture of him, and he ran off. Oh man! But then. No, I was trying to get a picture. I thought that was really cool. Like, I've yeah. never been that close to a coyote except for maybe at a zoo, you know? I mean, it was like 30 feet from me. I don't know uh, why it wasn't wasn't scared, you know? You but, shouldn't um, be. There's, there's no threat to you. I'm, I wasn't scared. I don't know oh, why I it wasn't said, scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, I was, like, I was walking like any, towards it. Like, like any, you know, you know, we are encroaching upon nature more and more. And it's animals, yeah. they're oh, not born with I mean, us there. There's deer out in the fields a lot there, which is because the the guy actually that has the other barn, he planted this kind of like clover, something the deer like, 
on the lawn because he plans he tries to bow hunt them every year he's never got one because i always when i see the deer i, I yell and chase them away so so they don't really hang out as much as they, he thinks but uh, but so uh, i'm like guys go this isn't safe it's a trap <laughs> but but so then i'm in the shop for a few hours and i went and i had the door closed because it was really hot and i had to go outside and i opened the door up and this five foot long black snake goes vroom and goes running into my shop. It's on my Instagram story right now. It'll be gone, you know, in 12 hours or whatever. And I was like, ah! So I grabbed my phone, and I, it was like under my welding table, and I got a shot of him. And then I turned my back on him to get a broom to kind of push him out, and I couldn't find him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, crud. you ever. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm looking all around. And I, was, I was Instagramming it on my story. I'm like looking around with this broom, like, like <laughs> for the snake, and I couldn't find him. I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave the door open for a while. And about and five minutes later, I looked out and I saw him. I don't know where he was hiding when I was looking for him. I looked everywhere where I thought he could be. Um, but then five minutes later, I looked out and he was outside again, out in the driveway. And so I got out and I had my phone running again and I followed him down the driveway as he went and he slithered off into some some tall grass. But that was not fun. No. I, I didn't. I wish the coyote would come and play catch with me, but not the snake. <laughs> so scary. Yeah, I, I got a little yeah. bit of a, a, a wildlife story as well, just because it makes so much sense and I hadn't seen it yet. Um, Phil, I don't know if you remember, but there's some hills behind, like towards the east from my house. Mm-hmm. And that runs all the way down north and south past, you know, just it's a mountain hill range. Not a, they're not really mountains. But anyway, uh, we went a couple towns down to Fremont doing some errands on our way back. The rich people that live up on that hill, of course, it's all dried grass now and everybody's worried about the fires. You can see the plots just by the fence line. Mm-hmm. But one of them was covered in probably 300 goats. And it took me a second. That, oh, they put the goats there to eat all the grass down. So the it's like a fire break. Uh, right. And then they'll put it on the next yeah. guy's property and the next guy's property. But I just thought that was pretty cool. It's like, oh, yeah, there's there's a Tim Sway special right there. You huh. know? Yeah. I, I always wanted a goat instead of mowing my lawn, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Good Let's, podcast, guys. Yeah. Okay. Hey, good that talking. was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, just kidding. Um, actually, it's it's funny that you guys are talking a little crazy right now because that leads us right into our topic. Uh, it's called With a Full Deck, and it basically says that guy's not playing with a full deck, which is, of course, a metaphor for and that guy's uh, cuckoo. So um, I think a lot of things that we do sometimes in the shop, in life, and in other areas... Uh, you kind of look back in hindsight and you go, well, that was a little crazy. Maybe maybe I wasn't playing with a full deck when I did that. And, and, and I think a lot of times what happens is you don't see the forest for the trees and you're so close to the project you're working on or the thing that you're, that's going on in your life that if you just sort of took a step back and looked at it with, you know, let's say new eyes, you'd realize that what you're doing is just, it's just off the wall. It doesn't make any sense. You're like, why am I doing the tabletop uh, in before I do the base, like I, I'm making it way too big or you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, whatever the case may be as far as order of operations for a project. So I thought that was an interesting one to talk about. Uh, certainly with examples we could give of times where we built something or did something where, you know, with the clarity and wisdom of years later, you're like, wow, that was, that's kind of nutty. Hmm. Mm, yeah. I got a few of those. <laughs> Well then, then once you once you lock and load one for us. Uh, well, the first one that popped in my head was uh, a real early video. It was uh, when I just moved into my new shop and I had an order. I was making twenty five tables, 
um, for like a, an apartment complex, and they were uh, there were actually fifty surfaces because there was like a lower level and an upper level. Each one's a steel frame, and they each had reclaimed wood tops, you know, top and, and a bottom shelf. So I, I you know, I doing production work, and I was cutting all these. You know, you glue the boards up, but they're a little long, and you cut them to length, you know. Um, and so I was, I just made a quick video of showing how I was doing it, where I had, um, I, I made a, a cut of scrap of wood that was exactly the width of my skill saw or circular saws, um, you know, the distance between the blade and the edge of the fence. Mm -hmm. So it was like a, you know, like a template. And so I would, I took that and a straight edge, I dropped them onto the tabletop and I had a, you know, some, just like some measurement system set up so I could drop it on, you know, put a square on there to get it straight, clamp it down and then cut. So I was just like, hey, I had to do 50 of these, and this is what I did. And I thought it was pretty good and pretty effective and, you know, pretty efficient, right? Sure. Right? One comment. Why didn't you just make a sled? <laughs> <I just>, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just sent me a very nice email, actually, about that. <laughs> Having run the, the dados and all those 2,000 pieces that I did last week, he's like, yeah. you should have just built a sled, and then you just pop it in there, run it back and forth, and pull it out with a toggle clamp. I'm like, yeah, next time. Yeah next time yeah <laughs> yeah but these are yeah, the kinds of like a track a track saw he was like you know, like a track sled you know yeah like, yeah but um yeah it was like that same like oh yeah because i i, I wrote i wrote back to him i was like because you didn't tell me to like i just i didn't think of it it was like the stupidest thing in the world like make a track you know yeah i mean it's it's i think very in first of all i love that we do this social media sharing thing because if I had to depend entirely on my ideas for building things and the methodology <laughs> for constructing, I got to tell yeah. you, I don't know how good I'd do. But thank goodness I have access to all of you guys. And I mean that the two of you that I'm looking at and you guys, everybody else that's part of this community uh, and who's not. But that I get to take advantage of your uh, your successes, your failures, your wisdom, your foolishness, all of that stuff, because, you know, uh, it's a huge, huge advantage that people 20, 30 years ago, and obviously before, just didn't have. You had to oh, invent. L less than that. I mean, 10 years ago. I mean. Well, Spags was making videos 10 years ago, but yeah, I Yeah, but that's point, one absolutely. very specific thing you're talking yeah. about right now. If you want to change the light on the back of your oven and you don't know how to pull the cover off, you can Google that. You can yeah. YouTube that. I mean, yeah. it's, there's, it's so much different now because, yeah, I mean, the, you, you learn to depend on... Like, like for me, it was knowing usually my boss, right? The guy, the guy was m mentoring me or, or whoever that might be. Mm -hmm. They always know more than you do because that's why they're the boss. So I always have been friends with most of my, uh, my bosses. And so after work, you know, I remember the first time I was going to wire up 220 for a, a dryer in, a, in one of my places I was living. It's like, call my boss, man. Hey, this is everything I got. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, having that resource now is like incredible the last five years last 10 years but certainly in the last five years it's just yeah. exploded the amount of sharing that goes and it, on yeah and it's not just like the maker thing it's like everything like everything. every question i everything. have yeah. like just you know just like getting you know my doctor sends back my blood work i'm like what does this number mean lpvo you know and it, like and you just google it and it tells you what your age and weight it should be you know like oh like, i guess that's all right you know oh, turns out it's i'm like pregnant everything yeah yeah exactly <laughs> who knew <laughs> But, uh, See, yeah, know, it's, it's uh, amazing. Thinking of, you know, playing with a full deck, it, it reminds me of uh, a couple of things. One is um, thinking you have everything ready for a project. 
It just you've got you've got all the cards lined up, right? The full deck, and then you're yeah. three quarters through, and you realize that you don't you only got fifty of the fifty two cards. It's like you know whatever <laughs> that might be. Um, but the the one that first came to my mind when we said okay, playing with the full deck is a few clients. I've I've not done a lot of client work in my lifetime, but I I have, and the few clients that are not playing with the full deck. Oh yes. And, they're, I mean, they're literally—they're just insane. For they come out, they—they they come across nice. You agree to what you're going to build. The the price is struck, and then they just turn into these insane lunatics. You know, they're either constantly changing um, their minds on stuff, or they're just bugging you, or they're never satisfied. I mean, it's just insane. Is that that's what it's playing playing well with others who don't have a full deck. It's a skill that's- set. I've been very fortunate in my making career to not have too many wackos. I've only had uh, the one, uh, really. It was my mistake, but the compensation for the mistake was like insane, I thought. Um, so, you know, as far as that goes. But yeah. when you said before how, you know, not play, you've got all your materials out there, and then I always factor in if, that I'm going to be driving back to Home Depot at least twice after the initial one time that I went there. Like, my wife's like, oh, you forgot something? I was like, no, you don't understand the process. It is impossible. <laughs> like, it's not physically possible to go one time to Home Depot. You you have to go multiple times. That's what everybody does. This is, Lauren, that's just what we do. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's absolutely, it frees up the creative process, right? And I, I know there's a limitations that also makes the, the creative process. But one of the nice things is security blanket of having the hardware store, whether it's Home Depot or your local small mom and pop, whatever it is, yeah. you change your mind halfway through the build on how you're building it. Maybe you want to use a different tool. Why didn't I think of this? You change the design, whatever that is. It's not hard to be able to run out and grab something different. Even if you go to a reclaim store, whatever, that that really does free up your ability because there's so many places out there that are close by now. Because when I was younger, there wasn't you know you had a couple of hardware stores and that was it. You know? Yeah. Or you well, were driving to go get something. It wasn't running down the street because I can outside my house. I can go about three miles in either direction and I got a Home Depot. You know. Yeah. And, and oh, you know a lot of people still live that way and and you know we live on the coast so we have everything yeah. everywhere. But if you live out in the center of the country, I mean, yeah, you can. It could be an hour drive to the nearest hardware yeah. store for some people. That's a hassle. Like that's a, and I imagine that you stock up when you're there, <laughs> like right. I mean, you don't I, want to I run out of inch so. and a quarter screws. You know, not, not only stock up, but we've yeah. talked about this before too. Is uh, maybe your deck includes having a full deck, and if especially if you live a little bit more isolated, is knowing every farm, every store, every thrift shop, every neighborhood that throws good stuff out you know because i'm constantly trying now to take mental notes of where i can pick up trash or i can find the goodies i know where mm-hmm. the industrial areas are so if, if i don't have access to a home depot or something like that i was like well you know what i wish i had like an old tabletop or something well i know this one neighborhood where they're always throwing out stuff or i know this one uh you know furniture you know, cabinet shop or whatever they they throw good stuff in the dumpster all the time you know what i mean so it's, it's also having that mental inventory of where you can go to find good good goods no for sure yeah 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 absolutely i think we're we're in an age where um we're just very fortunate to be sort of coming up in yeah. this time right with the f- the fact that the the information is out there you just literally in your in your pocket at all times to do whatever you want to do 
the material is out there, whether you're buying new or you're trying to salvage or reclaim old, it's there also. You know what I mean? And like the the information out there on on not only how to reclaim the wood, but also where to find it is just there as well. So the challenges are more in the creativity of the of building the things, right? More than anything else, the 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 mechanisms, the mechanics by which we actually build these things, and the information on how to do it is out there. The yeah. materials are out there. Now it's like next level, kind of like Star Trek. You know, everybody has. <laughs> of course, it's just <laughs> like Star Trek. Yeah. Tim knows what I'm talking about. There, you know, world hunger's been wiped out. All crimes been wiped out. War has been wiped out. Now, the next level of humanity is there, you know, reaching for the stars. And I really think that that's where we are in the Make Your community right now and just in general in life is that we're able to achieve that next level. Obviously, poverty and hunger and war are not gone, but these the basics, the rudimentaries of making and building are kind of sort of taken care of now. Like, you don't have to go and spend, if you want to by all means, but you don't have to go and spend weekends at taking woodworking courses. You could just sort of dive right in using YouTube and and just honing your skills that way. Um, you know, you don't have to go and spend a ton of money on wood. You could just reclaim it from all kinds of different sources that are out there. Hollow oh. core doors, I understand, are the new pallets. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard that or not, Tim, but it's it's a thing. I, something about something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, so I think that it's very fortunate. Yeah, like when our when our grandparents were learning woodworking, they had to find the old guy that did woodworking, and he would like make them sweep up, and then he'd show them how to cut a kerf, and then he'd do this, and then he'd do yep. you know or what and. And, and then it took like 20 years to like learn all the stuff but now it's just like I need to make a dovetail and you just well, find a 7 minute video on how to make a dovetail and, well, not only and that, you, can, I mean, you can like jump around in the learning process right. you know but you, you join you join any under uh, the many groups and you've now got uh, 5,000 mentors who would be happy to share mm. their knowledge with you I mean it's that's just amazing you put out hey guys I'm working on this thing and I, I don't quite know how to attach this lid to this box right and you're going to get a hundred ideas instantly. Oh, hmm. I try it like this. Oh, I use this. Try this hinge. Do a dovetail. Do a slip joint. Whatever. I don't know. Right? And it's, and it's like you see you see like a hinge and you're like, I, geez, where do you get a hinge like that? And then they go, oh, here's a link. You know, it's like, or here's here, the, I got this one. The guy I'll that mail it them. to you. Yeah. I've done that and received that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I've found the generosity of this community to be amazing. Like, I, silly example, but... Uh, maybe last year or the year before, I was making a uh, bandsaw throat plate insert. And we were talking about, and then one of our listeners reaches out to me and goes, hey, I've got some eighth inch uh, aluminum sheet. I'm gonna mail it to you, what's your address? Like, that's incredible. Like, just the generosity, the, you know, the sort oh, yeah. of stepping up to, you know, these challenges. Like, I don't, I'm sure I could have found something, but this was just like, here, I've got it. You get it, I'm, I'm never gonna use it. I want you to have it. Because I want you, your journey to take you in this place. And I just, I'm consistently blown away by the physical gifts, but also the emails and the, you know, and the mm -hmm. social media reach out, the the generosity of the information, and sometimes the physical things as well. is is very humbling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so, strength from our topic of, of uh, with a full deck, which sort of insinuates like not having everything, but it's actually the opposite. Like, no, but I think know. I think because this community is sort of counterintuitive to what you would think capitalism is, right? You know, that that's why I kind of feel like it's appropriate because it's not playing with a full deck to just give things out and to give out this information and to like, 
you know, be so gotcha. free with it. But counter to that, in kind of an insane way, we, we hyper share and we teach. We're even like training our competitors, let's say sometimes, even oh, in the gosh. marketplace. Uh, just because I think it makes us all better. That, that reminds me of uh, uh, Mr. Frank you know Snyder. I mean? Mr. Frank Snyder does mm. these amazing carvings where he fills it in with epoxy and he makes it glow in the dark and he does this thing. And um, somebody asked him, how do you do that? He showed him exactly how it's done. But it, what, what's different in this community is you don't do that with a caveat, but hey, don't screw me, right? You're already thinking like, I'm going to share this with you. I know that I'm not going to get screwed. So it's it's pretty amazing now. Sometimes it does happen, but I think for the most part, you don't worry about that. You're going to share exactly right. what you know, even if it's what you're making for a living because... It's what we do, you know? It's like, we're, we're just, yeah, it's pretty incredible. It, yeah, that's, you know, I'm, like I've said it many times, like the days of Secret Labs developing what the, ne the next super product is are long gone. Like that's just antiquated and, and dumb in this day and age. And I, you know, very freely share what I'm doing in all my work. The one thing I don't share is um, people ask me for, I'm like, hey, send, can you send me your, your CNC file for that guitar? I don't do that. Like I feel like that's sort of my proprietary property, like my design. That's but a I show you far. literally, yeah. But I show you literally everything I did to make this guitar, so you can go and design your own, like you know, and 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 make all that work. So there's like that's where I kind of feel like it's my. But then there is some proprietary stuff. Like I'm doing a video for Vectric. I think it's going to go on their channel. Um, we're, I'm giving them the Sporkchilla. Like to, it's going to be a free download for everybody that. Uh, in the Vectric uh, community, it'll be in a, a three. A you three realize that time. the Sporkchilla is not near as cool as a guitar, right? The Sporkchilla is a revolutionary <laughs> multi-tool that will change the way you cook forever. Now, see, I know what, that I could about, be charging ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, even a hundred dollars for just but one it's Sporkchilla. Only nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> for act easy now, payments, I'll throw in a second one. <laughs> hey, so what about so a lot of people? They they design something, they make plans for it. What about selling plans or files for certain things that you make or design? I, I've thought about that. I don't want to do that with my guitars, though, because I don't want other people making my guitars. You know what I mean? Like, I just just that simple. Um, so I, I have one. If the, the guitar kits that I have for sale, with the DIY kits that I, where I sell the necks and the parts and stuff, I do have one. It's not a CNC file, but you could import into the CNC of my most basic body style mm -hmm. that is included with that kit. So people could go out and make those, but that's not like a really unique design, you know, so I, I gave that one away. But mm -hmm. I think it's a little yeah, bit different, I, right? Because... Making, it's my intellectual property. Yeah, well, know? it's not only that. Like, it's not it's not the same thing as like Matthias Wandel, right? He sells plans to make a box joint jig, right? right. Like, right. You're not not ever gonna bump into like no one's gonna be competing with you on a, your box joint jig. But if Tim gives, there's away, no market for selling box joint jigs. Well, it's, it's, well, it's like well, there it's might like be, music. But, you're not gonna you're not gonna sell the 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 rights to your music either, right? I mean, it's just yeah, it's 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 a right. You can different. you can listen to the recording all you want. Right. You can learn the song from listening to it, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could also buy one of my guitars, and you can just copy the measurements from yeah. the actual thing. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna send you the files like that. Right. No, no, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you know. But um, I forget what my point was with all that. Maybe I didn't have one. I don't know. You know what? It sounds like you're not playing with a full deck, but. Uh... I think I think you're probably right. <laughs> so I'm definitely not because it was about the capitalism thing. Like that's like I just I give this stuff away all the time. That was my point, right? I just. I'm all into that. Like that's because I I benefit so much from it. I feel like what I do, even though like it maybe pales in comparison to some other people, it's like other people are going to benefit from it, and it it just you know a rising tide lifts all ships, right? Yeah, I hope so because that's the way I feel. Yeah. 
So what have you taken on, whether it be client work or just a build in general, where it really was, or how you built it, the safety-wise, that just literally you weren't playing with the full deck? Safety-wise? Anything. I mean, I, I have... I have I have welded on on uh, structures by hanging on with a rope to, on the side of a building to make a to make a weld. That's not in any OSHA handbook. I promise you. Wow. Oh no, it is. It is. It's under the don't. Call. <laughs> don't. Yeah, they're, they're under don't. Don't do it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, what I, go ahead. Uh, I just to remind you, when I built my shed. Uh, you know, there's the the high point is probably ten feet off the ground and my eight foot ladder or whatever. You know, I was on the. I was up there pretty high on the wrong, hanging over the edge, because, and I'm not a heights guy, right? But by the time you get to the last nail, like every, like for the the first 17 hours of climbing up and down the ladder, I was, you know, to you know, but you get to the end, you just want to finish up, you find yourself, you're hanging by one foot with your shoe untied and a nail gun in your yeah. hand, you know, trying to reach yeah. that instead of moving the ladder. And, and yes. I looked down and I, I was just like, oh, this is how you get hurt on the job. <laughs> I was like, you get, you get to the end of the day and you just start rushing. And I was like, kind of a, little check you know yes definitely um mine was ironically the deck that i built last summer and not because i did anything particularly unsafe but it just i didn't really look up how to build a deck i just sort of did what i thought made sense for me and i really wish that i had looked back on it because i would have uh done things a little bit differently i would have used four by four posts for the railings i would have had anyways I'm going to go back and revisit that project and change things. I loved Bill's idea of the horizontal uh, conduit as sort of the guardrails. Yeah. So I'm, mm. I'm going to do that. But I thought that was really, really cool. I'm going to do that. But I I don't I don't know why. I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'll build a deck and uh, let me just do that. And mostly because it was kind of more like reskinning the uh, an existing deck that already existed so the, the concrete the pilings right. were there the sub the yeah. substructure was already there if you had to if you had to put the sub yeah you would have looked it up if you had to do that most likely but I, even the yeah. the railing i didn't i just i was like oh well this makes sense i'll get some spindles and i'll get some two by but honestly i had a very very tight budget so i don't think i could have done much more with that budget um, but uh, anyways all to say if you're if you've never built something before, take a look, see 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 what other people have done. Maybe maybe look up a couple of videos. I should have done that. I, you know, I find that I can just I can look at the end result usually and figure out the steps. Do you guys do that? You, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like I need to see a blowout. Usually, yeah. but in this case with usually. the deck, like seeing how they tied the uh, the let's say the four by four posts used to to stabilize the the railing um, with both the joists and the whatever the I guess the horizontal and vertical joists, right? Because mm. they really show you how they tied it all together. And that, if I looked at it, I would have been like, I don't know, maybe I would have tossed a couple of screws in there. But they used more like giant bolts and special mm. bracing. Big lags. Yeah, big lags yeah. and bracing. Galvanized. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad I saw that. That's actually what triggered me. I was like, oh, I did this totally wrong. Okay, cool, man. Uh, I'll fix it on the next go. Done, done something yeah, similar where you look at something on the outside. It's like, oh, I can make that. Just like you can make the shape and you can make the what it looks like, but the functionality of it. That's where you may not have all the information you need. Right. Because right? basically, if you if you're not careful, you'll end up building a prop as opposed to the real deal. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, Bill, that's what impressed me about your guitars that you were making because I knew you didn't play guitar, 
you know, and you started making these cigar box guitars, and then you like wanted to mail me one. I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna get a prop. But the thing actually plays. I was like pretty impressed by that because most people that make guitars that don't know how to make guitars make these beautiful looking wall hangers that are just <laughs> not musical instruments. You know what I mean? I just I so I just figured out something. I was I talked about this on uh, uh, the other podcast, but oh. this really is reclaimed for, audio. Yeah, but but <laughs> I I made this my one video where I made my little red acoustic guitar. It was the first time I did a bolt-on neck as opposed to a stick through the box. And it worked. This For some reason, this guitar, I keep it in my truck. I, I play it at work every day. It's kind of a thrasher. But the tone of it is really good for a little acoustic, right, out of this stupid box. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, you can't really use, I use these Camacho boxes mostly. And they're thick and they're particle board, like uh, 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 MDF, right? But I'm like, but I'm getting such good tone out of this thing. So I made a few other ones. Well, here's another example of a bolt-on neck, wow. cut the F-holes, this, this is really fun, but this thing just doesn't have Thanks. that tone. It just, it's not the same, it doesn't have the volume and the tone, I'm like, what is different? So I went through everything thinking about this, and I just had it sitting in the corner, I'm like, why don't I get the tone out of that? Is it the neck? Is it the what I used for the neck? Is it the strings? Is it all of these, and then it dawned on me, what I did on the little red one is I, I cut a hole in the lid, or cut little holes to slip the strings through on the lid itself and then ran it over a bridge. So it's actually the vibration from the strings is not only coming from the bridge touching the top of the, the acoustic. That's called a through body. body. Yeah. But it's actually underneath the lid. So it's like it's getting this full yeah. amount of vibration. Where on this one, I cut, I put a piece of walnut inside and I made the strings go all the way through the bottom so you can change the strings easier as opposed to you know having to unscrew the whole box. And that's why I'm not mm. getting the vibration. And it just dawned on me that's what's going on. And it makes so much sense now. It's like, oh, the vibration. So what to you would have been second nature because if it's electric, you don't got to worry about it as much, right? Because you're getting everything through the, through the electric. If it were electric, field. you would do it that way, the way you did it. You would have it go through the whole body. Right. Um, because you want the idea being that the whole body resonates. But on acoustic, yeah, you want just that top to resonate. You're right. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just, but it's just like a couple of days ago, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's why it doesn't. It has a little bit of a, a muted sound to it, is because it's not. It's only getting its vibration on the lid from the bridge, as opposed to having that whole thing sandwiched together. Anyway, I just I just thought yeah. that was interesting, and it's like now I'm excited because I'm gonna rip this thing apart, redesign it, and put it back together to see if I'm right, and I'm <laughs> almost positive I am. So that's cool to see. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So what uh, what have you built, Bill, that you sort of look back on and you go, I mean, apart from your upside down hanging off the side of a building welding, what have you built <laughs> that you're like, that was a little nuts for whatever reason? It doesn't have to be um, safety. Well, it wasn't so much safety, but just the amount of, t I, I, I screwed the pooch on being able to, I bid a job, I bid a fence job. I was, gonna, okay. I was building a fence for ladies' backyard, but it was on the side of a hill. And it took forever because you can't move on the side of a hill like you can where it's flat. And I'm thinking this thing is only like 30 feet across. I just thought the back part of her fence was in one in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it's like what I normally could have knocked out in probably two days took me about two weeks. And wow. there's a lot of, you're, you're literally, you're on a steep incline trying to, you know, she wanted the, so you don't want to. You don't want to mount the boards from where she can see it. You mount it from the backside. That's where the incline was, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, it was just something like that where it's like, oh, man. And it's just not safe. Even using a cordless drill and, and you know, I had cordless tools I was using because it was just easier, you know, on the side of the hill. 
But even that was just the safety. Everything about that was nuts. It's like I should not have either taken the job or I should have designed it differently. I put more thought into it. All kinds of things. Wow. Hmm. So yeah, interesting. Would you? How would you have done it differently if you did decide to take the job, or you probably just wouldn't have taken the job? No, I would have taken the job. I would have charged a lot more, and I probably would have done uh, like a two-sided fence where instead of I was thinking to save money, I would just do the the front side, so that's all she's seeing, and I can kind of hide all the screws and everything. But if I did it like a sandwich, where I put make a like a, a fence box, you can yeah. you can uh, make the slats go. Uh, I don't know how you'd say it, but like you know, crisscross or not crisscross, but like one in front of the other, then like this, alternate, so, yeah, yeah sta- staggering, yeah. and um, you can hi- you can hide the screws. I could have done it mostly from the inside, where I'd have to be on the back side of a hill. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Once once I got yeah. the post reset, then I could have oh, built okay. the fence from the inside. But I'm like, oh, if I do yeah. it from the outside, she's never going to go in this alley that's on the side of this little hill, and she'll never see the back of it. So I can just boom, 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 boom. It, it just doesn't work that way. So again, I end up on some of the posts. I have a rope I'm holding onto, trying to screw in with a screw gun. Oh my you know. god! Another one was I was working with my brother one time. I might have told this story before. Um, the Oakland Hills uh, a long time ago had a bunch of fires, and it wiped out all these rich people's homes. So one of the houses that didn't get really destroyed, but the roof was uh, this African slate or wherever slate comes from in South Africa or whatever. I don't know where it's from. So okay. They make slate, but it was an expensive slate roof, right? You got to be really ginger how you walk on it. Um, one of the tiles, the heat had snapped or whatever, so my brother was replacing these. He was hanging off the side of this roof that's a, a huge pitch, right? A steep pitch, and it's on this house sits on uh, overlooks like the Bay Area, so it's on the side of this mountain hill. So he's hanging on to a rope tied around his waist, replacing these. The rope is going wrapped around the chimney, and I'm on the other side of the pitch holding on to the rope. Because I gotta give him slack when he needs to move, and then take up the slack. So right. it's it's about that, and back and forth we were taking turns doing that. But that's pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's I aren't my thing. That's youth. That's also yeah. when I discovered yeah. my brother was bald. So the the pictures I, I my most of my I'm the youngest, so most of my older siblings I don't have memory of them when they were little. I have pictures. I see like my saw my brother's high school football pictures. Big guy. He's got this long 1970s hair that's just you know way down to his shoulders and stuff. Well, yeah. when when I got to know him as a, a person or as a human, uh, he always wore a hat. And when I started working with him, he always had this. He, he wore a baseball cap. Never seen him without a baseball Didn't even dawn on me why. We're up on the roof one day, and he pulls off his hat to wipe his brow because it was hot. And it's like he had no hair. I was like, I almost fell off the roof because I'm like, holy <laughs> Moses, he had no hair. So now he shaves it like Mr. Clean. Right. Yeah. Anyway. That's pretty good funny. Good story. That is a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you have any other good ones? Um, I mean, just one of my most recent ones of the, um, the acrylic base that I just built, um, you know, I decided to flame polish it because I thought that'd be the easiest way. And I just warped the neck because it's this thin piece of acrylic and I'm applying heat to it in the middle of July. And I just never, to to, to clarify that that story, you also built the the body and the neck in one piece of acrylic. So that's not normal sway. That's not normal. People don't normally do that. Nothing about it. Yeah. no, No, nothing about it is normal. And I just like. I knew I wanted to flame polish it because, like, it seemed like it was... I mean, I sanded it, you know, up to about, like, 2,000 grit. And then I guess they make compounds and chemicals and stuff you can use. But, you know, me and, like, the hippie guy wanted to... You know, I was like, oh, I'll burn a little gas. It's probably better for the environment than, 
you know, dumping acetone or whatever all over this thing. You know, Phil, he and, reached uh, out to me. He's all, dude, how many big lighters is this going to take me? I'm like, Tim, come on, man. Burn some attic, dude. Burn some attic. <laughs> yeah. He had like a box of all these used uh, lighters. I don't know what he ever collected those for. But... Go ahead. What? Sorry. <laughs> uh, whatever. But, <laughs> but, but it was one of those things that when I, I know. When I did it, I realized after, after, you know, I did it and I was looking at it and I saw it starting to curl up a little bit. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, duh. I just like really screwed this whole thing up by doing that. I mean, it's fine. You know what I mean? It looks beautiful and it's, it's sitting right over there. I love looking at it and stuff, but it's like it could be better because, but I just, I wasn't playing with a full deck and I, you know, I was like, I know it could be better. And so I need to find an excuse somehow to get, to do another one, you know? Right. <laughs> so. Oftentimes isn't playing without a full deck, just lack of knowledge. I mean, it's. You know, you think you've got yeah. everything you need. I mean, you I've think never... you've got a full deck, but it turns out you don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was, like, before I made this bass, you know, months ago I had made just a guitar where it had a typical wooden neck and, uh, and some wood parts, and I just did the body, and it was a, a 2D cut, so it was just the edges of polish, and I was like, I'm going to cut this out to experiment with cutting, get my feeds and speeds right, and figure out how to polish it. And I did it, and I polished it, and I was like, okay, well, now I'm ready for the more complicated thing. But I never thought about the fact that I was cutting it to a relatively thin and yeah. small size that it would, you know, you, you, geez, go figure. You heat plastic and it moves. Like, you know. So duh. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is odd. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's got this piece of aluminum on it. But what do you do? What happens if you heat aluminum? It moves. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it was like kind of. Even heating steel moves. Like, duh, I mean. So when, yeah, when, you, um, when you um, clear flame polish wood, that's basically shoshugi bun, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a slightly different finish you get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, we've got a bunch of stuff to do in the next couple of segments, so I'm going to have us move on from there. Uh, let me just get to... Ugh, you know what? This is a new laptop. Actually, it's not a new laptop. It's just new to me. Uh, let me see if I can get to the reviews. Well, that's 10 minutes right there. I know. That's why. Yeah. Um, I'll do it. You want me to do a tip first while you're looking for it, or did you already find it? I'm just logging in. Uh, okay. But you can do a tip. Go ahead and do a tip. That's a good idea. All right. Okay. Well, um, I had this tip written down from a few weeks ago when I made the um, I made those like folding panels, uh, like kind of like a Asian privacy screen type thing. Mm -hmm. But um, b being that they were Asian privacy screens. Um, <laughs> it ties in. I did mitered corners, right? And it was they were thin. They're only like three quarter of an inch wide, and it's pine. And so you know, like the, you make those miters and you glue them together, and there's a, a slot in them because it's like there's like an in, inside panel. Like you know, those corners are never strong, so you want to reinforce them with um, you know, like some kind of like you cut it, you know, cut a slot and then put a piece of wood or whatever. You always want to reinforce those miters like that. So the way I reinforce them is I drilled a hole diagonally through the corner so it went through both pieces and I shoved in a dowel but I didn't just use a dowel I used something that I have around the shop all the time and this is the tip chopsticks because you, every time you mm. order Asian food you get like extra pairs of chopsticks <laughs> right and they are fantastic dowels because they have a slight taper to them to get them started yeah. and they're free which is uh, something I like and I use these things for I mean besides using them for like stirring paint and stirring epoxy and stuff I use them as dowels I use them as plugs to fill things in I you forget that bamboo, I think right? it's um yeah some yeah I think I think that's what they are is bamboo yeah yeah. Um, but they're just they, they take glue they suck it up they expand oh, yeah, a yeah. little bit when you shove yeah, them in a, super strong. They're, they're perfect yeah so I mean every, you know every, next time you're ordering sushi you know you just grab a couple extra pairs of chopsticks throw them in your truck they're, they come so, in handy 
I walked into a tip today. It's not really a tip, but I thought it was kind of a neat idea. Um, uh, had to unlock a hanger for somebody, forgot their keys, whatever. I open up the hanger and I look inside and in the corner he's got one of those uh, kitchen three-tiered like copper baskets where you put fruits or whatever in it. And they had that for rags. Yeah, you hang it from the... Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he had a oh. bunch of rags stuffed there. I'm like, you know what, that's actually a good idea because you can kind of put it where you would need them to grab them real quick. And, and you can have clean, kind of clean, dirty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or different types of rags. Like I use a lot of yeah. uh, my T-shirts, and then I have uh, the terry cloth, and I've also got the uh, microfiber. So. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. I've got this. Uh, I got this review here now. All right. You need to. You need a minute. You need to. I, I have. I have time to go to the bathroom, right? You, you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. You, do. <laughs> I, you have time for a number two. <laughs> Stay classy, Phil. Stay classy. Uh, yes. We share. Uh, we just talked about this. We share everything. That, that's that's what we do. All right. We got a... Uh-oh. What's going on here? Oh, it's because it's on the touchpad. Okay. Ah, there goes my microphone. Okay. One sec. Let me get this. Read okay. the title. Come for the tip. Stay for the professionalism. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, the author is Jimbo Jack. I'm going to take the microphone off this thing here. Uh, and the title is Run On and 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 On. Please have Phil read this one, even if it has to wait a few weeks, because he is off gallivanting all over the continent. I just wanted a title that would maybe stand out in the crowd of other gobbledygook that has stood in for actual reviews of this talk show, where three guys with beards run off at the mouth about random guitar stuff and loads of pop culture references that I don't get. No, really, this is a great show. Number one on my listen schedule right now to that other podcast with three other guys that actually are making it work to be in their shops every day. I do love the content and the humor, though Lost on Me quite often is really great, and that Aussie review left me in stitches and just thinking about it makes me chuckle again keep up the great work bill without you tim and phil wouldn't have anyone to make fun of and to you phil good luck getting through this whole review without stopping to make some comment about the lack of punctuation or proper grammar after all i'm a product of the government indoctrination system where they canceled shop class because there are sharp objects and the potential for kids to hurt themselves too great to teach them anything really useful for the day-to-day obstacles they may run into throughout their lives tim sway you may be the only one of the three guys that actually has a mini truck but i want to know if you ever uh, thought of putting a dump bed on that little guy. It sure would make unloading all those new pallets, a.k.a. Ho- hollow core doors, a lot simpler, messier maybe, but just think how fast you get unload those doors and go back for another load and all the <laughs> guitars you could make with them if you just got all the hollow core doors from around town. And now the challenge of the two guitar makers on the show, the banjo battle. I know it's not exactly what you two jokers have perfected the craft of, but... Step out of your comfort zone and try a cigar box banjo versus holocore door banjo. Phil can be the judge on air. And the rest of us will chime in off air. Another challenge, the cigar box guitar versus holocore uh, door guitar <laughs> playoff where Bill and Tim each play a few chords of the other to match. Yes, like that one uh, movie that nobody really likes any part of other than the banjo guitar battle. I don't remember the name of Phil can judge that one also because Phil, Phil, are you still there, Phil? Okay, I guess that would maybe drive someone to drinking or maybe it would inspire him to make a digital music looping machine. In fact, that fancy schmancy electronics workspace he has so recently built, by the way, Phil, the workbench power supply shouldn't have any issues with potentially causing a fire if you have it hooked up to a ground fault circuit interruption device or GFCI for the uninitiated wannabe electricians in the world. That's a device that shuts power off when a bit of current begins flowing on the grounding conductor of your electrical circuit. To be completely honest, Phil, I'm a bit envious of your willingness to dive into reclaiming electronic parts and pieces. It's a breath of fresh air for the stale guitar show. Kind of like punctuation after a mile-long <laughs> run on sentence. Keep up the great work, guys. <gasps> <laughs> so there's that. Oh, that's so, the best. So now we know there's no word limit on the iTunes uh, reviews. No. 
Kids, apparently you give us five stars not. And we read it. That's the. It's a basic, simple. I didn't rule. even check. Did he give us five stars? Oh, okay, he did. Good. Phew. Oh no, it's only one. Oh, oh, <laughs> one star. Tim, edit that out. <laughs> well okay. done, Mr. Pinsky. Wow. That was good, yeah. I didn't notice when I saw it at first that it was actually all one sentence until you started reading. Yep. It was entirely <laughs> well, a stream of consciousness. And I like that. Make sure one Phil sentence. reads this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. We <laughs> did our review review. You. We did our tip yep. segment. What grabbed your attention this week, uh, Mr. Sway? On Instagram, there's a guy called Arvo Music, A-R-V-O, music, all one word. And he takes these clips of people, like you know how like there's like there's those clips of people that are talking and sometimes are being sort of ignorant or or just weird, and they're usually like because they witness some crime, and they're like, I was just sitting there minding my own business, and all of a sudden this person went driving by, like and, you know those types of stories you see sure. these on the newsreels and stuff, and some yeah. of them are kind of funny. Okay, this guy transcribes them to guitar music and plays along with them. And all these like heavy, heavy jazz chords. It's just bleeping brilliant. Like the the musicianship and the craftsmanship and the artistry of what he does with these. I I watch them sometimes five or six times in a row. It's just he 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 just he plays what they're saying as music and he drops in all these huge jazz chords and he and he shows it. Like the music is on the screen so you can see the notes he's playing and the rhythms and the chords. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. That's crazy. Um I mean, I think I don't think you have to be like musicians will watch this and appreciate it on another level, but you don't have to be a musician to watch this and just appreciate it. Right. Like it's just it's just brilliant. That's but a like a guy, a guy that spent three semesters at jazz composition camp, college, whatever. Like I watch this, I'm like, holy cow! Like this is great. This guy's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Bill Lutz. Arvo Music. Ar- sorry, go ahead. What was it called? Arvo Music. Um, Arvo Music. Yeah. Cool. Bill Lutz. So um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but I went on another podcast, and uh, one of the yeah. one of the hosts is a guy named Izzy Swan. First, we want to wish Izzy all the best because he's going through back issues right now. Yeah, some serious Bummer. back issues. Yeah, and of course he he I didn't know. he didn't bother um, skipping the fact that he's like, man, I'm I'm basically in a wheelchair and I'm making stuff. Why haven't you made anything in a year? But that's beyond that um, uh, he also and I didn't know this uh, Izzy has an app you go to the app store and you can buy Maker's Playground and yeah. basically it's, it's, it's just, free too yeah it's free yeah. and it's like it's like an app but it's like a it's almost like a, a Facebook group or something or Instagram so you get posts you get announcements uh, Maker's Connect you can chat with each other uh, have, there's plans vendor discounts classes events live stream anyway and help uh, it's a cool app Maker's Playground. Check it out on iTunes. And I'm sure the other not as good platform has it as well. That's you know what I, what elitist I, and snobby. It's called Google Play Store. But yeah. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, it's Izzy is, is such an interesting guy. And, you know, there's like there's these obvious complaints with Facebook, you know, around the world, you know, um, of, you know, whether I mean, there's complaints in the makersphere just for the things we have to deal with. Um, and then there's complaints, you know, on a, on a more global and international level that are concerning. And so Izzy's like, you know, everybody goes on Facebook and complains about Facebook, right? Izzy's just like, ah, I'm just going to make my own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my own social you know, media platform. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll just make my own social media platform for people to go on instead. Yeah. It's, it's not just, it's I mean, just, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a natural evolution, but you got Google is just becoming this gigantic thing. And they can kind of, for right now, they're doing what they want, kind of getting away with it. 
Um, and I, I'm hoping that they're going to listen and they'll get the feedback and maybe change will be made. But that's not just the maker community. Um, as we know, I'm kind of a gun nut. And uh, in the if you go into the gun nut world of YouTube, uh, there's mm -hmm. a lot of videos on people showing product, doing reviews, just, just like anything else. And uh, sure. they're all getting demonetized because Google's decided that guns are scary and we're not going to have people make money off of that. So it's it's kind of a weird thing. And again, Izzy's one of those guys that goes, oh, man, I'm not sure I understand what's going on with these algorithms and these platforms, blah, blah, blah. I'll make my own. I love mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it is tricky. It's a, it's a weird Wild West out there still. Well, I think it helps that he's never really been uh, playing with a full deck. But I'm bum. Uh, what was I going to say that grabbed my attention this week? Wait, I had it here. Um, oh, darn. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Paul Jackman. I mean, it hurts me to say this, but... Uh, what? Uh, what? Didn't he make a skateboard or something? Yeah, but the he always does these projects that are, like, painstaking. Like, like... Oh God! I, it exhausts me to watch him do the amount of work he does, and he's the one actually doing it. And so this this one, he basically made his own plywood uh, out of reclaimed pallets to make a skateboard. So it was kind of insane. And then he did like the forms, and then the vacuum bag, and all that stuff. And then it was a collaboration with other makers. Anyways, this guy is incredibly talented and uh, just has a fire lit under him to just constantly innovate. And I uh, I truly respect that. So. Or well, he's just got nothing better to do. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you could you could look at it that way if you so chose. <laughs> I, I choose, I choose to be class half empty. I mean, full. I mean, I'm not even thirsty. Uh, I just choose to be classy. Right. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta pick my toe. Exactly. Um, our channels and stuff, ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys, honestly and truly. Uh, email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Go to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. I got a link up there uh, where you can click on it. It'll launch iTunes. And you can leave a review there, and we will read out loud any five-star review clearly. Um, and, and we do we do love hearing from all of you, but Jimbo Jack, we're all set with you. Thanks, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your five minutes are up. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to have a, maybe a cup of tea after this. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to, uh, to help us stay on the air. And big thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. And this week especially, thank you to Darren Mattis, our newest, uh, our newest uh, leaderboard uh, patron. So thanks very much. Mm, thank you very much. And with that being said, have a great week, guys, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>